0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I'm your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-carrying it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and we are here with Beauty Behind Chaos on this next episode with our lovely guest today that has already been a guest, but this is the first time that y'all are hearing from her because we had technical difficulties the first episode, but that's all right because we were just working out the kinks and that is part of the chaos, but I'm here today with Vidi Barker. Hey girl.
1: Hey, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me back. I really loved our, our this. I love the whole concept that you're building behind Beauty Behind Chaos and at 139 Olive and the whole bringing together of all these wonderful entrepreneurial women who are out there just doing their thing. And so thank you for having me back. I'm really excited. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm excited to have you here. And uh, Vidi is actually on the go and on the move like most women are, but we were like, we're still going to make this work. So she is remote right now, but she She's going to share a little bit more about who is VD Barker. What do you do, girl?
1: So my husband and I own Integrative Pain and Wellness Center, and we're like a holistic concierge medical clinic where we do integrative and functional medicine. Um, and then so some of the things that we focus on is like mind, body and spirit. And so we actually have oh,
0: <laughs> technical difficulty Dash here. here. <laughs>
1: So we have... we have incorporated a lot of like mental health into our practice as of probably within the last year or so. And so we do a lot of like emotional releases. And what we have found is that a lot of the muscles and the tissues in the human body can trap emotions. And so when my husband is treating a patient, um, sometimes he'll find like a certain tightness that's just kind of abnormal. Um, after he's treated the root cause of that, if the tightness is still there, then he'll check to see if there's trapped emotions. And for the most cases, there, there's usually, some sort of emotion that's trapped and it doesn't necessarily need to be traumatic sometimes it's something that's you know maybe they hurt their shoulder when they were playing baseball as a teen and you know they they were embarrassed or whatever, um, and so he's able to release those those emotions. Um, and so what I bring to the office is I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher, and so I did my Kundalini yoga training in Rishikesh um, under Guru Vishnu, and I spent a month there uh, training with the Rishis and the Gurus uh, on different Kundalini as, asanas, and um, I was able to bring that back here to our practice. And so I offer a once a month uh, yoga class for our patients. Um, it's just for anybody that would like to come at our clinic. Um, and then I also am a Reiki practitioner. And so I do Reiki on a very low level. Um, but I'm all, what I mostly do is I'm a consciousness coach. And so I help people kind of like navigate the subconscious and being able to like overcome shadow work and polyvagal theory and being able to kind of really get themselves into a place where they're at home within themselves. So we do in our practice and we, we just love everything, mental health. We love everything that has to do with mind, body and spirit. And, And we have found that by including all three aspects, we are seeing our patients recover at a much faster rate or having more success during procedures and all that other great stuff.
0: I love that. That there is like there is something to that in terms of just like how you think is how you feel, right? And so, how much your mind can contribute to some of your health issues and some of the the other aspects within your body that are creating um, dis-ease. And so, um, that's just like incredible to to find somewhere that definitely incorporates all all of it, all aspects of it. Um, so, so with that, how long ago did you guys um, found your company?
1: So our business has been going, let's see, our clinic started, I want to say in 2017. And so we've been going for a long time. It started remote where my husband was doing house calls to patients during his residency. And then he, uh, when he graduated residency, we pretty much got the keys that same week and we opened our official brick and mortar in Southlake. Um, and so we're located right off of 114 in Kimball. Um, and we just closed on a lease for a bigger space, which I'm really excited about oh, because it has really like a studio for yoga. So I'll be able to offer more space for our patients. Um, and then we also have a second location in Midland, Texas. And so we offer same thing there. And then we have a a partnership with Casey Lunson, who is a Kundalini yoga teacher down in Midland area. And she does the once a month for our patients in Midlands.
0: Wow. So Kundalini. So I, a lot of people don't know this, but I have my 200 hours in for for my uh, certification as a yoga instructor, but I don't teach. It was really just like a journey for myself to be able to explore and um, just kind, kind of just learn different aspects of yoga. It felt like I was... Going to a yoga class and it wasn't always like conducive to what I needed at the time. And I was just like, but I know there's something more here. And what a lot of people don't realize is that there's so many different aspects of yoga and practice. And um, what was really cool about the experience of going through the certification program is I got to learn all these different facets as opposed to going into a studio that some studios are kind of limited in the different types of practices. So someone might not know what Kundalini is. Do you want to share a little bit more? um, What is Kundalini?
1: Yes, I would love to. So Kundalini is one of the facets of yoga and it's more of like the consciousness facet. And so while you're doing Kundalini, what we're actually doing is releasing trapped emotions from the nadis, which is the energy centers within the energetic body. Um, that hold emotions, uh, subconscious beliefs, uh, behavioral patterns, things like that. Um, and so Kundalini is a really great way to kind of sit down with yourself and your energetic body and kind of clean out the pipes, which are the naughties, just clean out those pipes. And we do that with uh, different posture holds, uh, different breathing techniques, different uh, mantras, sounds um and, and creating basically our own rhythmic vibrations within our energetic field
0: so i've only done one kundalini class and i will say it was highly intense and if i understand kundalini um it, it not only it clear that it's good for the digestive system right
1: yes it is
0: yeah so the, the one that i did was more and, and and definitely correct me if i'm wrong but the one that i did it was intense in the way of just like movement breath like it's a it's a very like you know it was a very active class in that sense are there different aspects to um kundalini you mentioned like longer poses and holds and things of that nature so is it um you know good for you know people at different levels of their yoga practice
1: yeah so there's actually several different ways to perform kundalini yoga Um, there's tons of kriyas which is like the different sets that you can do to clear out different centers Um, And some of them are very gentle where you can just stay in a seated position and do simple breathing exercises. And then there are others that are a little bit more intense that will incorporate lots of movement, lots of breathing, lots of chanting, lots of, lots of energy in order to expel the energy within, right? To clear it out. Um, And so one of the beautiful things about yoga in general is that yoga is a way of life. It isn't necessarily you go to the studio and you do yoga. So you're a yogi. Um, it's about living, breathing and doing yoga every single day, every single moment. I love that. And so really, we're all doing yoga
0: every day. Right. And and actually, like and I was talking about this with someone um, for me, what, what introduced me to yoga actually wasn't. Wasn't necessarily the physical practice um, that you you know typically would come across it for with studios. I actually fell into meditation, and for me, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, wearing the fifty thousand hats that I tend to wear every other day, um, I really needed that ability to be able to slow down my mind and single single pointed focus. And and when I started, um, when I got introduced to meditation, it just really made such an incredible difference in my mental health and in my like spirituality like so many different facets where you're able to just quiet the mind we tend to be so busy in society and and even as women wearing so many different hats that we do that it's it's difficult sometimes I know people say all the time like oh I, I can't I can't shut off my brain and I can't, you know, just my mind keeps thinking I can never just sit in in silence. And it really is, you know, something that you have to develop over time, even if you just start with like a minute, which is literally how I got started. Um, and eventually, as I, you know, continue to do um, this way of life and and incorporating it into my daily habits, I was able to build that up into a 20 minute um, meditation practice. And, and the effects that it had on my body, on my digestive system on my mental health on all of these different aspects you don't realize like I said how the mind is just connected to so many other physical aspects um, of our bodies so I love that
1: that is amazing I love hearing that you actually use meditation because it really has been proven that it's very beneficial especially for if you're a person and you're breathing <laughs> right? Like you can just be you can be a mother with a bunch of properly over. Like it,
0: Exactly. It's so crazy. Like that blew my mind. I was just like, What? And so yeah, I mean it's it's really incredible to to like kind of go down that rabbit hole really of just discovering what works for you, but exposing yourself to various um things to be able to explore and and see what works for your body. But I will say I'm i I'm a huge advocate um, with definitely the yogic lifestyle and just all the different facets that really do lend itself to so many other um, pieces of our life in in different ways, right?
1: One hundred percent. And I think too, like by taking that time for yourself, where you're meditating and you're connecting with yourself, it really is an act of love for self. It's a really holding space for yourself. And how many times do we feel like we're misunderstood or we're not being heard or, you know, our mind is so crazy when all we have to do is give ourselves just a couple of minutes. Like you said, start with one minute where you're just connecting with yourself. You're holding space for yourself. Whatever you're feeling, you're feeling. And if it's time to release, you can release it. Mm
0: hmm. Right. It's really just and just realizing that your thoughts are you are not your thoughts and they're outside of you. And so recognizing and disconnecting, I think, those two things and just like understanding the ego and how that works, the egoic mind, like just fascinating stuff. And and that all relates back to just even also like your mental health. And um and so it was it was pretty profound work for me, I will say, um when I discovered all of this, I was about thirty three. Um, 34 when I had a friend that was like, I went through this certification and she's, she was slightly, she was doing some teaching here and there, but, um, she was just like, just on a personal note, just to be able to really dive in and then have the accountability. So that was part of the reason why I did the certification. Cause I'm one of those, like I'm an avid student, but like, I need that accountability to show up like, and be consistent. Like I'm sure everybody does. So it was just one of those things that, and again, it just kind of lended itself to then like my, not only, um, healing some things within my own, um, struggles with PTSD and things of that nature, but it opened up opportunities for, for my spirituality to advance. And so when you're just able to quiet that mind and to be able to kind of get connected to body and to self, and you know, that just unravels like the layers that we all have. Right.
1: I love that. And I love that you mentioned, too, that we're really, we're not these thoughts either. Yeah. We're, like, we're really nothing, to be honest with you. But right. isn't <laughs> Right. We're just a three-dimensional
0: experience of physical bodies.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. And I think this is like a really common thing with with everyone, really, yeah. where they're like, I have to do this. I have to be this. I've worked so hard for this. And so it means this and it means that. But it means nothing. Yeah, We can be anything we choose to be and nothing at all. I love that. And that's the beauty. It's like, we get you know, I think when you're an entrepreneur, especially, I think there's a million hats that we have to wear. Yeah. And we feel sometimes that if we don't wear this hat the right way, then it's going to have a reflection on a different hat over down, you know, a month. Who I now. am right. <laughs> really. yeah. When the truth is like, we get to build who we are every second, every time we blink, we get to build who we want to be. Yeah. Um. And it's all in releasing that control of thoughts. Yeah. And right, we thinking are you with the heart.
0: We are energy. Like we are energy. We're having this like, you know, we're spirits in a in a physical world and just like all of that. It's all, it's all connected. So I just it was, it was definitely I highly recommend for anyone to dive a little bit deeper into that um, and learn more. But with that said, how did you get involved? Um, is this something that's just like, is it a part of your culture? Is it something that you kind of later on in life discovered? Like, how did you get involved in in the work that you did? Today?
1: So I went through kind of like a, I didn't even know what it was. I guess at first it was a revolt, but then when I realized now, it was like the process of my next phase, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in a very strict religion for a very long time. Um, and then I decided that it was no longer aligned with who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so somehow I yoga found me and you know, I think sometimes we work so hard to find the things that are meant for us when the things that are meant for us are already looking for us.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so true.
1: And when we just release, all of a sudden it pops up and we're like, I don't know how that happened. It just did that's kind of how it happened with yoga. Yeah. <laughs> And so then I went, I went vegan for a, about a year or so and I did yoga every single day. I left the, that particular religion that I was in. Um, and I really dived deep and I kept just following my intuition and my energy and my, my spirit, which was completely different than to the way I was living my life before. Right. Cause I was living my life according to, uh, Society, the rules, my religion, uh, my titles and my whole yogic experience was about releasing all of my identities, all of my titles, realizing that I really have nothing (laughs) And, and how liberating it truly was. I mean, I was working so hard to be something. Yeah. And I already was something, not realizing how beautiful it was to be nothing
0: that is that is one beautiful and two i can relate to that thought um in so many ways and how it does it really it helps you release things that you hold on to and you're able to kind of like you know let go you'll still have those moments and you'll still because again we're all experiencing life and and just all the different things but you do have but you have that space right to be able to discern and to be able to kind of come back to self and and so you take those moments in a different way um because i feel like that's always the battle as as humans like we're always it's again going back to like the ego and just like the things in this physical world and so so, you know, yoga almost kind of gives me that space to be able to, you know, discern and and kind of detach and and things like that. So um, and when you do, like you said, like it's like we're always striving to find our purpose. Right. And like, what are we here for and what am I supposed to do? And we're always chasing something. And then it's like if you just stop and stop chasing like it does, it, it opens up that space in that room to find you.
1: Yeah, and it's so true. It's like when you fall in alignment, everything that's in alignment with you starts to align, mm-hmm. right? And we work so hard so like, I gotta get in alignment. I gotta do this. I have to do that. You actually, all you have to do is go with it. Mm-hmm. Everything you're looking for is already there. Yeah. You just have to uncover it. And when you do that, you are setting yourself free. You are in alignment with yourselves. And everything that is no, not, no longer in alignment it just doesn't work out and you just let it go mm-hmm. and you just keep on going for all the things that are working out. Yeah,
0: that's so true. That's, and that's relatable for I think every aspect of our lives, right? As women, just everything that we're, we're involved in and, and giving ourselves that, that just that space. So, um, so you gave yourself that space, you discovered um, this aspect and, and when was that? How old were you?
1: Um, I guess it started when I was about 33 as well, actually. Girl. Um, and we were right on the same fr- <laughs> Yeah. Something happens about- in your thirties, ladies. You just like, you're like, I
0: need more purpose and meaning for my life.
1: <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. I feel like my thirties have been the best. <laughs> yeah. Like I definitely,
0: uh, well- same. Like, I feel like I really came into who I am. Right. Or just like what, or, or where where I am in this in this world, like just you know existing, like and being yeah. okay with that.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Because I think in my twenties, maybe I worried about things that were so insignificant. Right now, when I look back, but then it was like this has to happen, this has to be, I have to do this, or I have to accomplish that. And, and now in my thirties, um, I really don't care. I do what feels right, and and that's what works. Yeah. You know, with purpose, of course, you have goals still and ambitions, but it's not as daunting as it was before.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work in the way of just like, you know, I and actually this is a great segue into into this thought process, because this is something that's um, I think big in maybe in a lot of industries but as entrepreneurs you kind of hear these aspects of like the secret and manifestation and and all of that what are what are your thoughts and views in terms of that because I I'm kind of like impartial like where I just feel like yes but then at the same time there is an aspect of like working towards something and you can't just sit and say you know this is what I I want to happen and then all of a sudden it appears I mean like what did your what did your view on that?
1: I love that. I think that there is a very thin line between wishful thinking <laughs> and active, ma- actively manifesting. There you go. I like right? that word, active.
0: <laughs> Participating. It makes an action <laughs> word. Yeah, Active participation.
1: <laughs> and so like I had a discussion like this oh many years ago and it's reminding me Um where we were working on a project and one of the persons that was in the project was like, well, I'm manifesting this. And, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, but you're manifesting, but you're not doing anything about it. So how is it going to come about? Like people aren't just going to ring your doorbell and, and ring you on your phone. Um, And so manifestation, I feel is a collaboration with the universe to manifest the things you're trying to do. Okay, that you're actively continuing to chase that you're actively continuing to attract to yourself. Personally for me. I know there's millions of different definitions for right. manifestation. but I think for me, I've seen manifestation work twice as hard when I'm actually working with it. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. That's I definitely am in agreement with that. And just like I think part of it, too, is getting clear on what it is that you actually are even, you know, trying to do. Right. I think like when you are doing so many different things, if you don't have that space to kind of clear out and kind of think through and then get clear on the vision Um, and then then in in like in tandem, you're working towards that vision and like keeping the focus of that vision. I think the two coming together is really where the magic happens. Right. Like that's that to me is like, like you said, it's just like working together um, in collaboration. That's a good word.
1: I love that. And I think, too, it, it brings up a different thought that I just had and manifestation can work both ways. Right. And so it's so important that we constantly surround our mind around things that are going to help us lift up and continue to evolve. Right. And that's the same thing with in conversations that we get into or, or things that we're, we're reading things that we're listening to the music, um, the words that we are saying, the yep. words that we are thinking, the thoughts, the ideas, everything, everything has an effect yeah we are just nature being represented in this form but it's ma- nature manifests and finds a way every single time right you just give it a little bit of life and a thought is life mm-hmm. an idea is life and, and so it's so important for us to stay on a frequency that continues to push us forward instead of pulling us back
0: i love that and that's why I like being present in the moment is so important um, as well and not ruminating in the past Um, because you got to let it go. Right.
1: I love it. And I think, actually, you're probably a wonderful example to everyone in our area of someone who is actively manifesting constantly. And it's amazing. and It's amazing to watch that you you have a thought and then you run with it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I read this article not too long ago where it talked about how when you manifest for yourself it has such a high power but when you manifest with those who are around you it elevates your manifestation
0: 100% yes i think that's why it's so important for me i think what i've learned over the years um as i've kind of gone through this journey myself um and i only speak from experience like and i'm and i love sharing stories and i love sharing um that you really need to be vulnerable. in in this walk, like, whatever it is that you're working towards or wanting to accomplish or see in the world, like, I'm a big believer of like, I want to create the things that I wish existed. And at the same time, I'm actively working towards those things or get it having that vision and then bringing it to life. But it takes a level of comfortability and vulnerability. And and also, you know, sharing those thoughts and connecting with people that are in that like minded thought, you have to understand that I'm not everybody's going to be in that same space with you or have that same understanding or that same vision but by putting it out there you will inadvertently start to connect with other people that have that same vision too and as that starts to show up you go oh my gosh how, how did that happen like oh my gosh, I manifest this. It's like, well, no, because you're putting that type of energy out there. And so it's going to attract those type of people. And then when you start to attract those people, you can start making those things actually come to life. And I think that for me is what I love, why I love documenting everything that I do, because it's like, even for me, I'm just like, do you do you see this? Like, I had this idea and I just put it out there. And then like, here I am six months later. And like, look, the building exists. Like, you know what I mean? And so, you know, but again, it comes with, with a lot of um, active participation, but then putting yourself out there to say, this is what I'm hoping to accomplish. This is what I want to do. And not everybody's going to get with that. And, and but the ones that do get it and then they'll come forward and, and then come along with that that uh, journey with you. So that part of it is just like, I think the cool aspect of it is like, you don't know what you don't know until you put it out there and then you start to see it kind of show up. Um, it's kind of like when you, have you ever like, um, like, bought a car, and then all of a sudden you see your same car dang everywhere. You never saw it before, and now it's like, okay, white Jeeps, okay, now everywhere. Uh, Never saw a white Jeep before, but it's just, like, one of those things because it's on your mind, right? You never noticed it before. Maybe there were a ton of white Jeeps before, but you never noticed it, but now that you're, you know, either wanting one or you just got one, it is now, like, in your peripheral, so now you're seeing them everywhere. So, like, what you... love put your mind to is what you will begin to see and then what you will begin to have so
1: I love that I read a quote by um um, her name is Helena Blavatsky she's um, a really amazing woman from like the 18 something 1800s anyway she talked about how we are just the product of our consciousness right and so whatever we're thinking that's what we are Wherever our thoughts hang out, that's our frequency. Whatever we're concentrating on and focusing on, that's that's who we are. That's what we are. Right. And the best way to elevate that is to be in control of our thoughts, like you're saying. Yeah. And we're
0: like, we're also like a, a creature of habits. And and like we are so, if you really, like again, going back to that documentation, I had learned so much about myself through my own Facebook posts. Like I'm sure we all have. If we go back and like read our Facebook posts from like Lord knows when, and you're like, some people will like, you'll cringe a little bit like, ooh. And then other times I'm like, Saying Ashley, you're literally saying almost the same exact things verbatim, like a year later on the same date. That's weird. And so it was my Facebook memories that gave me this like really interesting lens to myself um, and how I write because I share a lot through social media and documenting things. But then when I see the memories over the years, I realize how habitual my life actually was down to like, I was almost saying the same things. And then I was like, Oh, I want to change that. And so the other aspect is just awareness and becoming aware, um, which is so hard to do when you're just, you know, busy and kind of all over the place and filling your schedules and all of that. So that self care thing is just is so detrimental. And I think the biggest self care you can do for yourself is, is giving yourself space and stop stacking up your schedule and, and give yourself just time with yourself, right?
1: I love that. That's a really good point that you make, actually, because I think uh, part of growth is reflecting on your previous versions. Right. Yes. Um, and having mercy for yourself when when you see those posts that you're just like, oh, I can't believe I wrote that. But it's almost kind of like, wow, thank you for writing that and letting go of that and allowing me now to see that version that no longer aligns with me. Mm-hmm. Like I know that version I can let it go I release it I love it and when you come into contact with someone else who is that version yeah you have more love and compassion and grace to give them
0: oh that's so true I love that too Yes, girl. I know every time, like when we were when we were here before, we were chatted about. Oh my gosh, so many different things. And mental health is obviously something I'm super passionate about, and and it's very clear for you, um, just the same. And, and likely because we went through our own kind of journeys and and chaos or things that didn't align with us that we had to find what was right for us. And and that is, I think, out of everything, um, in the messaging, I think on both sides is like really truly finding what is right for you. But you know, if you you don't know what you don't know, and um, aligning yourself with people and conversations and different thoughts and um, experiences. And this is that's like what this podcast is all about is to exposing yourself to these conversations to go, Oh, I never, I never considered that. And, and we all need that moment to be able to step outside of ourselves and reflect. Yeah. And, and, um, and that's how you grow and then and being able to learn from different people as well.
1: Yeah, I love that, and I think too. Like every single person we encounter is a reflection of ourselves, mm. because what we see in the encounter is only our own perception. So it's really a reflection of ourselves. It's nothing to do with um, um, and if we are yeah. that, like yeah. that, because you know that whole
0: saying of like you know perception is is your reality. Like how people perceive things is really truly their reality, and and. We're perceiving people based on our own experiences. It's not actually really about them. It's how it's so true. Yeah, it's like what our life experiences were is going to play into, you know, how I engage and react to this person and what they're saying and and how I'm perceiving it.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think too, it really teach. You talked about earlier about vulnerability. Um, I think there's wonderful courage and vulnerability. But I think the most sincere to piggyback on what you said, the most sincere vulnerability is when we are honest with ourselves. Mm. Right. And if we see something that's triggering us, it's like, how can, how did I co-create to that? Yeah. And how do I take my part and change that? If that's not what I want to align with, if that's not the thought I want to be. That is
0: so part of my like kind of mental health journey and, and, And just the whole aspect of why I got into meditation and detaching and reflecting, it really was like that aspect of being able to learn, like, you know, in every scenario, even when you're like, yeah, but I was right. And like, I know that, you know, whatever, whatever the circumstances are with, you know, there's a, especially in this world, like everybody gets triggered about a lot of things, but it, I had this like real moment with myself to just say, what is it within yourself? Like, what did you experience girl that like, like, it's okay that you're reacting this way, but like, what is it within you that's making you react this way? Or, you know, what is it that you're attaching to and realizing like so many aspects of meaning it goes down the rabbit hole where you start to, when you start to unpack all of that stuff and realize like, wow, from my childhood, You know, I always felt like I needed to, you know, speak up loud so that way people even just saw me. And that was something within my own self that I struggle with. So when I was experiencing something with someone, I realized, like, my stance was coming from really something that I feel like I've always had to just, you know, fight. And and in the meantime, like, that's not even really what's fully happening here. And so... So yeah, so I think part of the journey is when you are learning how to let things go, you are actually learning how to engage better and have better communication and better understanding and grace and all of those things um, for other people, but you're also able to discern in certain, you know, conflicts or high pressure situations.
1: One hundred percent. And that just, you know, you saying that it just proves how much work you have put into yourself because it takes a lot of um, introspection to be able to see that something that is triggering you in your reaction isn't who you truly are. It's a trigger from some other thing, right? And so that's kind of the basis of polyvagal theory uh, where it talks about sometimes our reaction may be really a number 10 when all it needed was a number two. Mm. But it's because it reminded us as our childhood, maybe our parents were yellers or maybe like you said, we weren't heard. And so we felt like we needed to speak up louder. And so our reaction, it completely irrelevant to the situation that's happening at that moment yeah and it's more a a trigger from a childhood wound
0: yeah and and once I actually discovered that within my own self it made me like realize too on the opposite end when someone is reacting like highly reactive to me or doing certain things towards me I'm like you know what it gave me just like a little bit more understanding like you know what that's I'm not gonna attach to this this isn't actually probably about me they must be going through something right now or they experience something and so you can also detach yourself from some of the not to like not to say like not to take a responsibility for doing something towards someone, but like <laughs> their like their reaction, like this is kind of the conversation I have with my kids growing up, like if they ever experience or come across someone bullying and you know they're having some type of conflict with another child i always try to remind them like you don't know what they're going through like this might not be something necessarily that you did wrong but it very much maybe they're you know coming at you in this way because maybe they're having some some tough times at home or experiencing some type of struggle themselves that it's not really necessarily something you did wrong it's just how they're experiencing the situation right and so and it's not attaching to that. So, with dealing with bullies, um, and this is good for adults too, to take in. And like when you're just dealing with anything that is a hardship with another person and they're being difficult or you know you're having a hard time understanding, it's to have that you know space to go, you know what? This is not a reflection probably of me at all. They might just be going through something and I'm just going to kind of give this space. And so many times I've gone back to that person and be like, you know, are you good? Like, you know, you want to talk back through this? And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I had a day or I I was experiencing this other thing. I took it out on you. I'm so sorry. But how many times have relationships gotten ruined because you take things so personal and then it's like, I'm done with them. You know what I mean? As opposed to like having that understanding, just like we want that understanding.
1: One hundred percent. I think it's a two way street when it comes to um, the feelings of being misunderstood and giving that space for someone to just be how they want to be that moment. Right. I think part of it, too, is if we're holding space for someone, we're allowing whatever it is that they're bringing to be what they bring. Right. And, and if it doesn't align with us, then we have the power to walk away from it yeah. or come back to it later and be like, hey, is everything cool now? Yeah. Right. But sure. I think it, having mercy for one another is so valuable and so important because like... You never know when you're going to run back into that version of yourself.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And
1: actually, it's almost a
0: guarantee you're going to run back into that version of yourself. 100%. It's
1: like it's going to come back around and test you. <laughs> it is. It's almost like karma, right? It's like if you if you diss somebody, then someone disses you and you're like, why is that happening to me? Like, wait a minute. I remember.
0: Oh, that's I, I think this happened to me a few times. And I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing here. Okay. i I don't I see what's happening. Yeah, and I'm going to, I'm going to pass this test. I got this. And there's other yeah, times I did exactly. not pass the test. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is.
1: It's the universe test. You're like, okay, you were, you learned last time. Let's apply it now. Yeah. And, and you're right. Sometimes we pass, sometimes we fail, and then we get to do it all over again. Right. Exactly. And And hopefully we learn and we get to not do it again. And when it does happen, we do other things Mm -hmm. that we have to learn from. It's just gross.
0: Yeah, it's it's how we grow and evolve as as humans. I feel like I mean, how how do you grow and evolve if you're not being kind of tested and challenged and and having to overcome and grow and and all of those things? If you're if you're not experiencing and re-experiencing and until you learn the lesson, right? And then you're like, okay, I know how to handle this one. Okay, and then you move on to the next thing. I think I get, um, a lot of people will will say, like, for me, um, I got a really, this was a really fun title. I'm an active optimist. And I was like, I actually love that. That's such a compliment. I I appreciate that. And it's true, like, I try to pursue optimism in all things because at the end of the day, there is always a solution to things. And there is generally, like, you know, a a reason or understanding that you can kind of come to. And so it really helps you just kind of, I don't know, like be able to move on and, and, and keep like on your path of focus and and your purpose. And if you get stuck and you get hung up on things all the time, then you're never going to grow. You're never going to learn. And you're never going to, I think for me personally, never live out your full purpose.
1: 100% I love that. Um, So I think every time I get triggered after I've kind of, you know, talked to my ego and said, you're, I I see you showing up here. Um, let me go sit and meditate with myself. I honestly have a moment where I think whatever triggered me because it highlights a part of myself mm-hmm. that still needs love, growth, and evolution.
0: That is, I love that. That's,
1: and it's almost like, thank you for triggering me. Thank you for making me feel this way because I didn't realize I was still so vulnerable to that.
0: Yes. That is so good. That is such a good point. I love that. Well. Well, VD, girl, I'm looking at the time, and I, we are we are a little over time, but that's we had a couple of diff- technical difficulties, but um, we, we that's just, like, how, how things are just going when we record, but we always get the message through, but um, is there any more uh, things about, you know, what you want to share? I know you have a retreat coming up in September. Um, any details about where people can follow you, um, this whole Thank conversation you. is just so valuable and, and how can people kind of keep following you? Cause you, you share some really good content too, that is, I think not only relatable, but needed because the way society is today, like we just, we just need to keep these conversations happening. So where can people learn more about you, follow you and then, and then check out your retreat.
1: I love that. Thank you, Ashley. So we are having a retreat in September. So September 24th to 24th in L-O-H-N, Texas, Lawn. Um, And it's about three hours from the DFW Metroplex. We'll we'll be doing uh, Kundalini yoga, sound bath, cacao ceremony, a bunch of other things. It's really awesome. So you can check it out on our website. It's ipawc.com. Um, and then you can follow us on Facebook, um, or Instagram under IPAWC. So Integrative Pain and Wellness Center.
0: Perfect. And then, yes, uh, we will share all of those links in the captions. So y'all, if you didn't catch all that and write it all down, you can come back, check out the captions of this episode, and we will link that all up and, uh, give them a follow Vidi, you do amazing things and I just love your light in the world. And thank you for sharing it and spreading it. And you certainly inspire me. I love when you pop up on my news feed and give me that little extra pep of myself and in my day when I see um, all your positivity and just and just your truth, like your authenticity is refreshing. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you so much, Ashley. I say exactly the same for you. Thank you. You are wonderful. And thank you for everything you're doing out there and bringing all these amazing women together and. letting everybody see your dreams come true it's beautiful and it's inspirational so keep on going
0: I appreciate that thank you so much all right y'all well thank you for listening to this episode about all the things mental health and wellness and just really getting in touch with your mind body and spirit how important it is especially in today's world to remain connected oftentimes we are connected on social media and all these different things and technology and we want to disconnect but but it's really important to not only um, disconnect, but reconnect with yourself. So again, thank you, Vidi, for being a guest with us. And as always, y'all stay beautiful, stay blessed, and stay you. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend. Because when we learn, we live. And we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beautybehindchaospodcast. See you next time, beauty.